Welcome to Blood Moon Milk, the astrology podcast where we talk about the energies of the moon for your personal mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation journey. I'm your host, Aurora, and with me is Ariana. so appropriate on so many levels. Um, so this is Ariana's last show for a little while. Till further notice or I don't know. Who knows? Everything's fucking wild right now. Yeah, we're still friends. She's still a friend of the show mm-hmm. and I want the best for her and everything that she wants to become and work on. Um, but sometimes, you know, 
life's energies just kind of ebb and flow and a shift in direction is really important and necessary. Um, So I'll be continuing on with the podcast and um, there's going to be some changes, but you know, changes aren't always bad and we're looking at it as an opportunity for new growth and an opportunity to be able to support her in a different way. She'll be very much missed and she'll always be a friend of the show. But no matter what, we're so grateful. The show wouldn't be what it is today without her work, her love and light. And just I'm internally grateful for the support and the confidence she's given me to be able to step forward and take the reins of the show. And um, we're still friends. We don't hate each other or anything like that. (laughs) Um, Still neighbors until maybe October. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Um, And, you know, no matter what, I always wish her the best. This will always be a resource at her disposal if she chooses to use it. Um, And we are, like, we, I mean, the show and whatever future entities that turns into will always be here to support her and however makes the most sense and um, with that being said I feel like I'm doing this very much for the first time <laughs> like a <laughs> exactly well I will be around the corner with you know support I don't know <laughs> yeah. so uh, even if she's not on the show she's definitely in my thoughts and in my heart and I know like Shamesies. She's like, it, this is not a bad thing. This is just something that needs to happen for mm-hmm. both of our sanity in the long run. And hopefully we'll work on other projects together in the mm-hmm. future. And this, uh, we'll take this moment to realize, like very in line with Virgo, uh, being of service, always remember to like serve your friendships and your people first. And if you're ever in a project and it's like, this might like ruin our friendship or our relationship or our the balance of something or like and if you're like taking out your issues that are personal on the project or whatever like you really gotta like see what you value more and I honestly honor my friendship with Aurora more than anything so yeah that's what's happening Mm, I'm so sad. <laughs> but um No, because you have a true friend who's yeah, not gonna no. freak out on you and leave you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I'm not sad about yeah. that. I'm just you know, change is isn't always easy, mm-hmm. um, and growth isn't always graceful. Uh but I I definitely feel Best like this thing for both of us in the long run. And um just because she's not on the show doesn't mean that she's not with us and hyping you up yeah like and we're we're definitely still friends and nobody needs to feel awkward or weird about talking to either one of us about (laughs) the parting of ways for now um and yeah with that uh Man, that felt bloody. (laughs) Um, Maybe it's appropriate that we start the show out with the tough stuff. So with that, let's move on to the moon. Personally, I found all this Virgo research really interesting because I have a grand total of zero planets in Virgo in my chart. So the energy just feels naturally kind of foreign to me. Um, But I've... Everybody I've met who is a Virgo or has Virgo factoring really strongly in their charts are just wonderful people. Um, So it's been really interesting for me to kind of dive in and 
see how some of these characteristics really play out. Um, there's a few people I know who I didn't realize were Virgos until like their birthdays started popping up. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, that makes so much right? sense. <laughs> um, I know a really incredibly talented illustrator who is a Virgo, and I, I wouldn't have like pegged her as a Virgo but in hindsight like knowing how methodical and meticulous she is mm. with her craft I I see it what I love about astrology is how like everybody has a sun sign and moon sign and um, a rising sign and all the other planets somewhere in their chart but the way that they express themselves are as varied as like all the colors and the mm. rainbow and I just am always fascinated and really excited to see how like when you figure when you look at somebody's chart and you know their personality really well like mm -hmm. how those things display themselves i think that's mm -hmm. just really interesting mm -hmm. it's a good thing to remember that while you might not have any planets in virgo like myself for example um that doesn't mean that it's not important or interesting to understand the energies and the modalities of that sign because eventually every planet including the sun and the moon will transit through virgo like right now mm -hmm. with the moon um, and also the sun. So it's just interesting to be able to uh, be informed on the subject matter. So with that, we can talk about the sign itself. So it's symbolized by the Virgin and it's an earth element. And it's the second in the earth triad. So the first is Taurus, the second is Virgo. Um, which is funny because um, earlier today I was thinking about that Madonna song we were opening with and I was like, man, she really does talk like an earth sign even though she's a Leo. Yeah, I was like, she's a Leo. Right? Her Mercury is in Taurus. Ah. So, like, her communication style is all about those earthly pleasures mm. and earthly delights, which Got makes perfect it. sense. Anyway, so it's... Uh, so Virgo is ruled by Mercury. So Virgo also rules the sixth house, which is the house of health. When I think of careers for Virgos, the first thing that comes to mind is doctors. I was about to say nurse, because yeah. Ryan's mom's a nurse. Yeah, like somebody in the health profession and career, and that makes sense because Hermes, uh, Mercury, mm -hmm. represented by Hermes, is also the god of medicine, and yeah. one of his um, symbols is the caduceus which is oh the, that's how you pronounce that i was like she's about to say it i don't know how to say it but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like when you look at the symbolism behind it it's like oh yeah that makes sense so i think maybe that virgos get a bad rap in the zodiac for being kind of nitpicky know-it-alls mm. but because they're an earth sign they're naturally don they're naturally drawn to earthly pleasures similar to taurus but make no mistake Virgo will work harder than anybody else to get those earthly rewards. Mm -hmm. Usually their quick wit and deep intelligence means they don't have to toil too hard, but they really do put in the hours learning their subject matter on a deep, deep level. Mm -hmm. And because they're ruled by Mercury, and remember Mercury is also the messenger of the gods, Hermes is also represented in Roman mythology as the god of thought, the god of learning, scholarship, and wisdom. So they get that extra boost mm -hmm. when they put their mind to something. They really do excel at it, kind of magically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's the thing. And he, like, supposedly even in writing. But also, mm -hmm. I really like, um, I wrote this thing, or, like, when I was researching, like, um, so Virgo is also, like, associated with civilization and grain because it was, like, when we became 
hunter-gatherers into like learning how to have agriculture and farming and so like we have Demeter or Circe's you know Mm -hmm. so like cereal and yeah yeah so it was like when you know grains and harvesty and this is like the first of the or it's the second of the harvest seasons because the first one is Lamas which is in um August 1st so yeah uh so Virgo virgin Demeter and then I like that reference too but there's like a whole bunch of other like crazy shit with it oh yeah agriculture and civilization i liked how that kind of goes with writing and service and like your your work and your work ethic i really associate virgos with work ethic yeah absolutely i I think of work like obsessive working like to get like status and it's more of a capricorny yeah it's very capricornian and the stuff I really see with Taurus, but I feel like Virgo is like pretty in the middle. Like yeah. where it's like they'll work and they really want nice things, but they also like if they're not passionate about their work, like if they can't find a purpose in it, like mm-hmm. they're gonna fucking quit. Well, that's what I was gonna say is usually um and it's it's a good good to point out they're right in the middle of the earth triad so they're mm-hmm. bookended by taurus mm-hmm. who's super materialistic on one end and then capricorn who's really ego driven as far as status goes mm-hmm. um they are right in the middle and they're they do work really hard but they're driven to work by a, a need to be of service to mm-hmm. others so all the professions like that come to mind when you just kind of meditate on the concept of Virgos and Virgo energy, things like doctors, even lawyers, because mm. it's all, and um, nurses, mm. all of those are professions that are of service to others. People aren't going to the doctor for funsies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like, something's wrong, mm-hmm. and they are relying on that individual to show up and help them. Mm-hmm. Virgos aren't afraid to be, like, hated or disliked because they're, like, they're there to do the work, and they know that they're going to be proven right at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel like, uh, you know, if... I'm, I'm not sure what his birthday was as a character, but Dr. House yeah, would yeah. be, like, a classic Virgo in that example. Mm-hmm. Virgos are really made to order for those tough jobs where people might just sort of uh be judgmental and reluctant for them to help but virgos are kind of tailor-made for that because Mm -hmm. they don't give a shit on whether or not somebody thinks they're right Mm -hmm. because they're gonna do the right thing that's of service to others at the end of the day you don't have to be in one of these more classically virgo professions like health Mm -hmm. to necessarily exhibit the traits of Virgo, like I mentioned, that illustrator that I know, her name is Catherine Moore. She's amazing. She illustrates for Ralph Lauren and like mm. does really hyper realistic, highly rendered mm. stuff. She did Jimmy Carter's portrait. Oh wow! Like she's awesome. Okay, yeah. Um, and you wouldn't think of an illustrator as being a Virgo necessarily. Mm. Um, you'd think of somebody like a Pisces. Or... Yeah, like somebody who has like a big. And I'm sure she has like. Mm-hmm you know, other planets and interesting areas that, like, lend to creativity. But the way she approaches her work is very Virgo in nature. Mm-hmm. I just think it's really interesting. Well, like, you think about, like, the detail and the analysis and, like, the small parts that make up a whole. Like, that's not where I think the strength of Virgo lies. Like, being able to take all these pieces and make one beautiful thing. And I think that's... And that sort of goes with, like, being a lawyer or a doctor or a nurse is, like, being able to look at all of these symptoms, all these signs, all these pieces of evidence, and then creating a story around it. And I think that goes with communication and story writing and... Um, yeah, absolutely. That Mercury, Hermes, and Toth rule. Yeah, absolutely. 
So Virgos are almost always guaranteed to be successful as long as they can get over some of the natural modesty issues that Mm. they might have. Um, Because it's kind of hard to get ahead if nobody knows that you're there. Mm. Um, So a healthy dose of Leo for a Virgo wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Just to kind of be able to get your skill set in front of the right people. Uh, I know we just had the new moon in Leo last month, but you can work with a moon in Leo every month, just depending on where it falls. So, like, if you're a Virgo and that interests you, check out the lunar transits. Those with a Virgo zodiac sign are most definitely an asset in any workplace because they can be counted on to get things done right the first time, every time, and no detail will be overlooked. And most crucially, it'll be on time, too. Mm-hmm. And they'll definitely work overtime. Yeah. Go. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. I just, when I was in New York last weekend, I met up with one of our listeners who was just studying for her nurse board exams mm-hmm. at Columbia Medical School. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope you pass, by the way. <laughs> um, but I wonder where if Virgo plays any role at all in her chart, um, because I don't see how it couldn't mm-hmm. with her natural affinity to helping people. And she's she's got a lot of Pisces. I think her she said her North Node was in Pisces or something. Mm. But I wouldn't be surprised if she was a solar lunar rising Virgo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't looked at her chart, so I don't know. But I'm I'm willing to place an educated guess that there's Virgo in there somewhere, strongly aspected. Mm-hmm. So Virgo is represented by the Virgin, <laughs> which doesn't mean Virgos are always going to be virgins. <laughs> they salutes. They, um, they freaks in bed. Holy shit. Yeah, they're, uh, they have really nice manners and typically are rather pleasing to look at um, for the most part. Uh, no, there's no, like, some signs kind of have some rough uh, f- physical features that can come out and maybe, like, not be so pleasing to the eye sometimes. Um, de- you know, it kind of depends. Like, I've met some uh, Aries who look like a ram a little bit. They have big, very strong foreheads. Yes, they all have huge foreheads. Yeah, yeah, because they're really hard-headed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean... You know, I have intense hair. Yeah, a lot of it. Um, Sagittarians can be a little bit horse-like sometimes. Oh, did we talk about like the mouth or the smile? Um, well, I've heard that the smile can be like really like a noticeable feature mm-hmm. on Sagittarians, but also they, um, the where they the horse-like comes in, they can be either really clumsy, like <laughs> a horse stumbling around, or they can be really graceful, kind of like a prancing mm-hmm. horse. It just sort of depends on that person. Um, but so where the representation of the virgin comes in is themes like modesty and humanity. Um, there are some other signs out there, Leo, I see you, um, who might think that modesty is kind of a repressive characteristic and can have a hard time identifying with that or relating to it. Um, but I think that Virgos would probably argue that humility is more of a noble quality. I like uh, the idea of the Virgin representing like not being penetrated by a man but like in a very like 
uh, like metaphorical way as in like you're not tied down like the whole thing like marriage doesn't affect you like like you're not like a slave to love like uh, you know or a slave to other people other beings whether it be family like like you know there's Hera who yeah. is you know about marriage and then Demeter who is about her family Persephone her daughter and then um, Aphrodite which is about like the romantic love or whatever so there's like those things don't affect the virgin goddesses like um, Artemis and mm-hmm. uh, Hestia and uh, Athena. So, yeah, it's good to point out that in ancient times, like, being a virgin wasn't necessarily considered somebody who didn't have sex. Mm-hmm. It was somebody who wasn't married. Yeah, it was like you were free. Yeah, you could do what you want and you weren't somebody's property. Mm-hmm. Social constraints didn't affect you. Any relationships, whether it be business, partnership, family, child, um, or romantic. Yeah. Going back to Mercury for just a second... Um, So Mercury wasn't one to sit still for long. The swift-footed god was a bundle of energy, both physically and mentally, and that pretty much sums up the Virgo's makeup. A Virgo's brain is in overdrive most of the time, (laughs) which is why these folks get so much done. Those born under the star sign are also able communicators and use their mental acuity to maximum advantage. Mm -hmm. So the Virgin as represented by Virgo, is depicted as a woman carrying a sheaf of wheat, which symbolizes wisdom, which this also goes back to talk about the harvest mm-hmm. times being the second harvest of the season. Um, and you could say that agriculture and society could only come about by wisdom. Absolutely, yeah. Before that, we were hunter-gatherers. Yeah. And it took people learning how to work with the land. Mm-hmm. Again, they're an earth sign. Mm-hmm. Um, so land being key there working with the land to be able to support life on it without being a mobile society that was just chasing herds of wild Mm -hmm. beasts across the plains of Europa. (laughs) And like if you, if knowledge is the accumulation and the application of, or if wisdom is is the accumulation and application of knowledge, then I like that you said that it was um symbol that the sheaf of wheat symbolizes wisdom because mm-hmm. it's like hey look i've gathered all of this and now i will utilize it it's not just sitting there just growing for the sake of it yeah yeah and i think that's like that's key is like virgo doesn't do anything for no reason they're not just like sitting around contemplating the state of the universe because they find joy in that they're doing it because again to be of service to others so they're likely gathering that wheat that metaphorical wheat to then turn it into bread or pasta mm-hmm. or food to feed a family mm-hmm. or to feed a community yeah, they... or to take care of a community in another yeah. metaphorical way as a nurse or a doctor mm-hmm. or a lawyer definitely want to get shit done yeah absolutely um so with the wheat symbolizing wisdom Virgos are master of any subject matter they they wish to pursue. Incidentally, it's the only star sign that's fundamentally female hmm, in its true. description. Yeah. Um, I thought Aquarius might have been when I first did the research for it, but it's not. It's yeah. A, it's a dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's the only one that's like, this is a female. Other than like the Sumerians who are like Ursula being a female lion. People born under the Virgo sign truly have a way with handling others. Virgo's good manners and polite language are really great at attracting the opposite sex. They are also extremely faithful once they find their true love. And if love is very true, then they will fight and defend to keep the relationship alive and healthy. 
So with that, let's go into the high and low vibrations of Virgo. So let's talk about the high vibes and the low vibes of Virgo. So they're hardworking, as we have mentioned 17,000 times. They've got a really good memory, and they're analytical, uh, very long-suffering. They'll always be the ones who go over time. They're able to handle many tasks at once, which kind of goes into the whole um, analytical side because they can do a lot of details, very detail-oriented, hold lots of pieces to make a big picture. So in that same vein, they can wear many hats so they can do a lot of different jobs all at the same time. Even if they seem a little contradictory, they can figure it out. They're very, very caring, so they always put others first. Very gracious, will probably just like always be able to buy you exactly what you need it may not be the best gift or whatever like think those really nice socks but they're gonna be like the bamboo super awesome socks that cost like ten dollars per like sock so it's a twenty dollar pair of socks and twenty dollar pair of underwear but they're gonna get you that shit and they're clean as fuck they are the type of people who will do things right when they need to get done so like they're gonna have their house dusted like every fucking week and when they finish a meal when they finish cooking it they will wash their dishes straight away and put them in the fucking dishwasher there's no oh i'm gonna let them soak or i'll wait till tomorrow like no they're gonna fucking do it yeah so they're also very punctual they're gonna go the extra mile and they ask a lot of questions to make sure that everyone's on the same page and everything is going to be done right and they're very meticulous and they do party just as hard as they work and they love hosting those parties too and Again, asking a lot of questions to figure out what everyone wants to eat and what desserts are the favorites and what everybody is going to want to be happy. And they're going to make sure they have all the right seating and the right lighting. They're very, very particular because they want everything to be perfect, which I think is really sweet. So the low vibe side is they want everything to be perfect, (laughs) which is impossible. (laughs) Um, But that being said, uh, they can also be thought of as being picky or critical because, again, they want everything to be perfect. But perfect is not a real thing. Um, It's really admirable when everybody is really thoughtful or when a Virgo is really thoughtful about everybody. Um, But the flip side of that and the shadow side of that can be that they are maybe too focused on absolute perfection and become too rigid and critical of themselves, and they can come off as overbearing or nosy, like state of perfection, which just doesn't exist. They can have a natural tendency to be a bit sad, but maybe this kind of is caused by the enormous workload they tend to put on themselves. Wednesday, Mercury in French is ruled by Mercury. So Mercury, Mercury. It's also a a saying that Wednesday's child is full of woe. And it might be interpreted as a person who worries or thinks too much, which again, is kind of the shadow side of Virgo. With that being said, we're going to be listening to Wednesday's Child by John Barry off the motion picture soundtrack for the Quiller Memorandum. We'll be right back. When Wednesday's child is a child of woe Wednesday's child cries alone, I know When you smiled just for me You smiled for a while, I forgot I was Wednesday's child Friday 
that was fucking depressing (laughs) sorry guys let's see if we can't find some milky goodness to make this all better so let's talk about mythology so we talked about mercury a bit earlier but what does mercury have to do with the concept of the virgo virgin the virgo myth is multicultural and combines several different virgin archetypes across ancient civilizations however i think virgin might be a bit of a misnomer and it should not be interpreted as a woman who is a virgin that's kind of an obvious and on the head translation of the concept instead think of a virgo as a or the virgin virgo as a nurturing woman who is naturally inclined to care for all things earthbound Um, So that, again, comes from the wheat and then being of service in the community through her work Um, versus Cancer, who is really focused on being nurturing to her direct family members Mm -hmm. and those that she's in a or he is in a like some sort of formalized, solidified relationship with, whether it's a cancer mother taking care of her family and her babies or her her relationship, or it's just a cancer boyfriend being very nurturing and caring in his romantic partnership. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Virgo is, on the other hand, the nurturer of the public through their services and expertise, as well as a nurturer and lover of nature. In Jungian astrology, I've also seen Virgo illustrated as a Pegasus, Hmm. which I should do some more research on, but I thought that was interesting. I haven't really done much there, but maybe I will figure out something cool to tie that in somehow. With all this talk about Mercury, I think it's appropriate to talk about uh, the new Mercury in Retrograde Survival guide that I'm currently writing and illustrating. It's available for pre-order on the Apothecary page at bloodmoonmilk.com. Right now, until the shadow phase starts for the next Mercury in Retrograde, um, it's only $7.77. And uh, do yourself a favor, if you normally have a a hard time during Mercury Retrograde, go ahead and like put your pre-order in and know that you've got something 
coming through your email for you right when you need it to help you understand what's going on and to just sort of batten down the hatches, but also to transform it from a time where you kind of grin and bear it to something that's a little bit more proactive and more beneficial and you can learn to look at it as an opportunity for growth because that's what it's really all about. So what's going to be in this guide, Aurora, other than your beautiful artwork that we've been seeing some on the Instagram page? Um, so it's talking about the concept of what retrograde is, but then I'm also looking at the signs that retro that Mercury is going to be transiting through. So it's going to be going from uh, Sagittarius into Scorpio and then go- moving forward again. Um, and also talking about important dates within that. So it's specifically tailored for this Mercury retrograde, um, as well as talking about tips and tools and meditation techniques and Hmm. specific crystals you can use to kind of help ease the pain and the chaos that is likely to come up. Um, But it's also like illustrated by stories from Mercury retrogrades past, um, which like, I, th- I think it's just a really good guide. Right now, it's about eight, nine pages long. It's still in the work, so I'm thinking it's probably going to be around 20, 25 pages when it's all said and done mm. and out in people's hands. So it'll probably also be at some local stores in, like, a zine format or something, yeah. too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just right now, taking pre-orders, trying to gauge interest for... Um, the price will go up after the shadow phase, so pre-orders get a discount, um, but it still won't be expensive like once mm. it goes into retrograde it'll just be like 15 bucks or something yeah so get it now while it's cheap <laughs> so let's talk about tarot the tarot that aligns with virgo is the hermit so it represents awakening and a light enlightenment and like shedding light on things so like in the smith rider weight you can see the um the the old man like with a cane hiking in the mountains which is very typical but inside of the lantern he has a merkaba which is about like enlightenment and it has like connotations of the chariot which is about moving forward but now you're moving forward and like being your own light and also you're learning how to harness your own inner spirituality and so like the key to a situation which we got in the Hierophant which is like the ruler of keys um so it can also depict a crisis or isolation um which are two things that Virgos cope with better than any other sign yes it also um symbolizes meditation reflection and solitude so again like you know the spiritual hermit that you see in a lot of fairy tales and mythologies where you have to like go out into the woods and be alone and that was the old man who you stumbled on who would like help you through whatever level of the intense spiritual quest that you were on and they always had like some deep forbidden knowledge and a lot of times it could be like the wise women in um, myths as well since you know there's a lot of masculine energy around it but you know Virgo is actually very feminine and yeah so it's it's a lot about I kind of see it as inner healing and that you can gain from your own inner spiritual growth and you can't move forward until you go within and that's everything that the hermit and virgo really truly represent you can't light the path for others until you've walked the path yourself you've seen 
the cracks in the road, the places where you're going to stumble, the places where you're going to fall, you're going to notice every one of those fucking little details and you're going to record them down, program into something like a Merkaba or a crystal or a Mercury retrograde guide, and then you're going to put it out into the world for others to help them guide those paths a lot easier. We have a little announcement to make um, on our last full moon episode. We had our um, our guest was the psychic medium Lee Morgan, and I hope everybody enjoyed that interview. Uh, and we were also doing a little Instagram giveaway, and we just wanted to announce the winner. So uh, the winner of the thirty minute mini reading with Lee Morgan is at Magical Asian. So I'll send you a message really soon. I wanted this to get out there first um, Mm -hmm. for this episode to drop. But as soon as you hear it or a day or two after this episode drops, I will reach out to you, Magical Asian. (laughs) And um, By the way, great fucking tag or handle, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, Actually, that's kind of why she won was because Lee was like, I love that name. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, I like that too. So she... There, there really was not much to qualify as a winner. We were just sort of like, yeah, it feels good. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it feels good. Yeah. So I hope you enjoy it. Let us know um, how it goes. Like that, we we would be really curious and excited to hear about your experience with Lee um, after your reading. So uh, stay in touch even after that. I'm gonna change it up just a little bit. Um, Instead of focusing on specifically nutrition, we're going to do some overall health awareness mm-hmm. this month. Um, so as we get into fall, we also get into flu season. Um, and there's another kind of flu out there other than the one you go get shots for at like Walgreens or CVS. Um, if you do that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I don't Gross. get a no. flu shot. I've never gotten the flu. I've had it once. It I think it almost killed me. Honestly, that's what people say. Yeah, um, I slept for six days. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Yep, and I thought I was gonna die. And <laughs> I woke up. I smoked some weed, and then I was fine. Weed cured the flu. Weed cures everything. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Sleep and weed, man. Yeah, you know, I like I smoked a bowl and then went to sleep, and then I woke up and I was like, oh hey, my flu's gone. Fine. <laughs> And, um, but the other thing I wanted to point out was, uh, or the other kind of flu I wanted to talk about is psychic flu, mm-hmm. um, which is k- kind of feels fluy and flu-like in symptoms, but usually it's brought on by, uh, an intuitive or psychic need for you to quickly level up in one or more areas of your life and your chakras in the energy that is part of your higher self is usually kind of already aware of this stuff coming but you might not be intuitively yet um or at least not consciously aware of it um in my case i actually have psychic flu right now so if i sound weird or like slightly flimmy or just kind of low energy right now that's why i'm speaking from a place of experience at the moment um and mine i think really was genuinely brought on by the fact that i I know that soon I'm gonna be at the. I'm gonna be driving this crazy bus of blood moon milk by myself in a large way, which is um, a a new thing for me. And the version of the psychic flu I got was my throat just closed up, 
And so I've been working really hard over the last two days to um, really soothe the throat and take it easy and get lots of rest, um, which is hard for me. Uh, it's not something I'm good at. I'm kind of go, go, go all the time. Um, but I think that my higher self realized that my throat chakra needed to find its voice and level up and in order to do that I needed to take a break. Um, but I'm as like nervous and excited, or not ner excited, but just as much anxiety as I had around it, I think it's gonna be a good thing in the long run. Um, it's definitely gonna be a challenge, so uh, don't leave me guys. <laughs> um, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Right, yeah. Um, so uh, right before I sat down to record the episode, my um, throat closed up. But now that I'm sort of accepting everything and we've had the really hard conversations, um, my throat's already feeling better. So it really was just a matter of needing to have that, those kind of not fun but necessary conversations that... Um, in a really positive and beneficial way, but um, finding the voice to do that with, literally having that conversation and having the voice to continue the podcast, which is just me talking um, and us talking. And so that's, uh, like, I didn't have a fever, but my throat was, like, just closed up, very dry. Um, and so I've done some work with uh, working on my throat chakra, just trying to find that strength in my voice again. And hopefully by the next full moon episode um, with Dr. Amy King, um, she's going to be our guest. Um, hopefully I'll be back to normal mm -hmm. and we'll be uh, in full swing out of uh, the shadow phase of Mercury retrograde and we'll be celebrating the full moon in Aries. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick music break, and the song we're going to play for you guys now is the song Medicine by Rising Appalachia, and I think this really accurately reflects the themes that we've been talking about in terms of Virgo and their proclivity to be healers, but also healing the earth and being interested in being of service to others through their own power. Trust your hands. 
Find your teachers in the voice of the forest Some plug you can't ignore this Wisdom of the voiceless Remedies are bound to fall and surround us From the garden to the farthest Prayer made of stardust Find your healing in the music that calls you The voice that enthralls you What do you belong to? Eyes up, there's the setting of the sun Give thanks to each and every one The lesson is the medicine woman Medicine man Walk in with grace, I know your face And I trust your hands Medicine woman Medicine man Walk in with grace, I know your face And I trust your hands studies. So while the traditional sunstone for Virgo is carnelian, that's not the stone I'm going to cover today. Um, I've talked about carnelian before and it just doesn't really resonate with me particularly as something that's really Virgo in nature. Um, so I'm going to highlight some other stones that I just feel like more accurately resonate with the vibes of Virgo. So we're going to talk about Amazonite. Uh, which soothes the chakras and helps to align the physical body with the higher self and the etheric body. It particular it's it's particularly rejuvenating to the heart and throat chakras, um, enhancing loving communication through your etheric and physical bodies at all levels. It balances one's masculine and feminine energies as well as other aspects of the personality. So everything lives in harmony. We have some really great Amazonite stones that are raw and really pure that we'll have up on the website as well. Um, I prefer working with raw stones mainly because they're uh, 
their energies aren't traumatized as much as cut stones are. Um, cut stones are really beautiful, but they kind of need a lot of healing work, where raw stones are just naturally more in tune with their environment because they've never been like cleaved apart or polished into somebody else's ideal, um, where raw stones really kind of resonate more readily with the atmosphere that they're working in. So that's just what I would suggest for meditating with during the new moon in Virgo. As a support stone, Amazonite aids in overcoming loneliness and has helped to making married life happier. Um, it's also a filter crystal that helps to block geopathic stress and absorbs microwaves and cell phone emanations. So it's kind of like uh, there's shungite's really good at that as well, but um, if you've got your Amazonite, it's doing double duty for you. So the chakra we're going to talk about, it's a running theme, uh, is the throat chakra. Um, and since I feel like through this like flu part of things and Amazonite helping with the throat chakra, um, it'll be helpful for you to meditate and focus on the throat chakra as well because again, Virgo is ruled by Mercury. Mercury is all about communication and the most natural way that we do that is through speaking. Virgos are really great at communicating their feelings without much trouble. Unlike me at the moment, <laughs> hence the psychic flu. So the calmness and the tranquil, the calmness and the tranquil energy, which symbolizes Virgos, is aligned with the throat chakra and also is aided and helped and bolstered by the Amazonite that we mentioned earlier. Hmm. All right, let's go over our mindfulness questions for manifestation. And I think it's really important to note that this is a new moon in Virgo, so setting intentions is really important in order to get the best out of the moon. Um, and these questions are just an aid jumping off point for you um, if you're not really sure where to start with your meditation. So am I taking time to serve myself as well as others? Does my service and work align with my ethical values? Is your heart in your work? Am I pushing myself too hard? Am I focusing too much on external manifestations of my work instead of the intrinsic value I gain from fulfilling my soul's calling? Am I speaking up for those who need my help? How can I better combine my love of detail and care into creative, intangible energy? Okay, so what other ways can I communicate for the world? Think Beyonce. She doesn't just speak. Like we talk about a lot, she does a lot of singing and dancing, and I guess her sister writes the songs, but you know, the energy of Beyonce is a very intense Virgo who uses, you know, her, something that's very creative and artistic in a very Virgo-y way. Like she's very detailed and makes her crew watch the videos over and over and over again. Like when she's not performing, she's watching her performances and critiquing the fuck out of them. It's really weird. Well, I mean, sort of. Yeah, that's a lot of successful performers do that. Mm -hmm. It's self critique and self editing is a really big part of getting better at any craft. Mm -hmm. um, and it's hard because it, it's hard to look at your flaws and mm -hmm. then be like, that's me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not a big Beyonce person. Like, I don't really get it, but I admire her fucking work ethic and Absolutely, her yeah. ability. I do truly believe she embodies the, like, she embodies Virgo in a different way that's more 
it seems very opposite from like yeah. my boyfriend's mom who's like the super nurse who does everything for everybody yeah yeah in another sense beyonce is mm-hmm. the other flavor of virgo who is just meticulous about their craftsmanship yes. and everything that goes into it because yes. they're super detail oriented and they have an encyclopedic knowledge of mm. their craft very eight of pentacles like yeah so am i confusing being busy with productivity and lastly and i think probably the one that resonates with me most for this episode because of the changes that are coming am i using my authentic voice to speak my truth and that's the one i'll be meditating on this time um i hope you guys will join me for the next episode which will be the full moon in aries with our guest dr amy king so this last song we have for you tonight is Stars Look Down by Generation X off the album Kiss Me Deadly, which was Billy Idol's first band before he went off on his own. And use this new moon in Virgo to go set all your intentions. It's a great time to think about your career and how you can be of service to others. We'll see you next time here on Blood Moon Milk. Looking forward to it. Thanks a lot and have a great new moon. Bye. One, two, three, four.